Hey, just want to take a quick break from this episode so I could tell you guys about how I just launched my new Patreon page. If you don't know about Patreon, it's a great way for people to support creators with a monthly subscription. Becoming a Patreon supporter can even come with a few perks, like early access to new episodes and getting special shoutouts on the podcast. I've recently started working part-time at my job so I can focus more time and energy on the podcast and YouTube channel. So any support would be massively appreciated, and it helps me towards my hope of making this my full-time job someday. So if you want to help support me in that, please head over to patreon.com slash hooptheory. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash hooptheory. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome to the Taj Gibson episode of the Hoop Theory Podcast, aka episode 67. My name is Logan Wortman, recording this one on the morning of Thursday, December 14th. And as usual, I am joined by my faithful co-host, Jacob Roth. Jacob, how does it feel to be on the Taj Gibson episode? Feels pretty good. Is that George Michael's song called Faithful? Or is that just faith? Is that yeah, just faith? Faith. Because mm-hmm. you gotta have faith. Anyway, that's the first <laughs> thing I thought of uh, when you said faithful. I'm mm-hmm. glad that you think I'm loyal. Faithful mm-hmm. to the uh, cause, because I am, to all you Hoop Theory people out there. Uh, Taj Gibson, great one, mm-hmm. kind of sprinkled in, wild name to have. I mean, we've had some kind of all-time pantheon type of guys be the names of podcasts. Yeah, but, but we've Taj also had Gibson the likes of the... Sabin Lee, 38. That's true. But. Yeah, uh, but like Taj Gibson, I feel like, is a pantheon of like his type of guy. Yeah. It's like him. Udonis Haslam, <laughs> just guys that are kind of grit and grind guys, been there for being been around the NBA sphere, not just one place for a long time. Yeah. I think they're pretty regarded as like if they're your teammate, they're like the best. But if they're not your teammate, they're not as cool when you're playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a good quality. I don't mm-hmm. think that's bad at all. Uh, fun fact if you didn't hear what happened earlier this week, we might be talking about when it's a bad quality to be that type of guy on a basketball court. Uh, when you don't know when to stop and you just punch people, yeah, randomly. That's uh, a great segue, honestly, to our first topic, which is Draymond Green. Oh, that it is happened, the first one. Okay, cool. Yeah, that happened two days ago. Now feels was that? Yeah, it wasn't last night. That was two days ago. Yeah, um, he got ejected, uh, obviously, for with eight minutes and twenty three seconds remaining in the third quarter. Yeah. We did our homework this time. You people aren't ready. <laughs> but uh, so he slapped uh, Yusuf Nurkic in the face, like in the neck area. It was like a, it was, if you could close half your hand, it was like a, like a club. He clubbed him. I don't even want to say he slapped him. It felt like there was like a, some sol- solidness. Oh yeah, no, it was like a 360 tornado. Like, like he, he jumped in the air almost, you know, type of. Israel Adesanya's spinning back fist. Yeah, uh huh. UFC it, is that a yeah. UFC? Yeah, I don't know that like fighting stuff very much, but uh, Draymond could definitely do that as a profession after basketball's done. Which uh, it might be. Yeah, just kidding. It probably won't be. So, uh, if you don't know, he has been suspended indefinitely. This is per the NBA's official release mm-hmm. for striking Nurkic in the face. Uh, it was announced by Joe Dumars. This was announced yesterday. Uh, the suspension will begin immediately 
and he is required to meet certain league and team conditions before he's allowed to return to play. And this for everybody's like, what? Just punch one guy. People do that. So this is, if you've never watched basketball, this is the definition of a repeat offender. There's a picture of Draymond green smiling, looking at the camera, like that really good, like headshot of him. Also, one thing I've noticed about Draymond green's like league media day headshots, everything about his face doesn't change. His beard just gets grayer. Like his (laughs) smiles the same. They like get his head level the same. Every time he looks just as happy. And then just his beard slowly gets grayer as you look through him. Wow. It's just interesting that, it, like, there's not, like, I mean, I don't expect, like, Jimmy Butler change, but, like, even Clay went from, like, short hair to, like, like a little bit of a fro, you know? Draymond is just, like, graying beard, showing a little bit of age. But, no, he just straight up punched Nurkic in the face, and it's, like, his third, is it third physical altercation this season or second? Second suspension. Um, is it his third second thing? Second suspension. I don't know if there was, there's probably been some like little scuffles here and there i guess but yeah so less than a month ago he go choked bear headlock go bear yeah it's been less than a month and he's already back at it back for something that was like like some i saw somebody comment uh shortly after this on instagram they were like i'm guessing they were a warriors fan they were like uh uh not his fault nurkic was grabbing him you know some, something like that and i was like dude like he was, if he was grabbing him, which it looked like he might have been like holding onto his jersey a little bit on the back. Oh, but how, a basketball play. Like yeah. what some people do on the court already uh-huh. sometimes. Yeah. Uh, in what world is the next logical step for uh, Draymond Green to, you know, commit a 360 like bitch slap onto a grown man, you know, on that a basketball was, court? It's just that like. That was wild. Uh, yeah. Take it easy a little bit. I. I Wanted to re-bring up um, the tranquilizer idea and see if your thoughts on that have changed. No, they haven't. I just think tranquilizer is such a, a just a, a aggressive just step. Mm. I don't know. Tranquilizing any human being is a little crazy. When you got to fight fire with fire, you know? No, I would Dr- rather Draymond's have Draymond's all about aggressive no. steps. What I would want is would to be have UFC professionals do whatever he does to him. Well, that's, like that's actually after. more dangerous, I feel like, than a tranquilizer. Getting, like, punched in the head. But eye for an eye, you know? But that's worse than what I'm suggesting. <laughs> well, but I feel like it is involving a mechanical advantage feels like... Well, he's not supposed to win. You're supposed to subdue him. <laughs> You're supposed to give him a punishment. Yeah, and getting back, spinning back fist by Conor McGregor or whoever he can pick who it is that would that would be a, a punishment for sure. Uh, it would shorten his career, unfortunately. But unfortunately I really do wonder who? if he comes back. Unfortunately for who? Yeah, everybody. This is entertainment. This is content. I I would be. Okay, if if Draymond he never Green played another game never of played another game of basketball, honestly. Actually, now that I think you're right, actually, he's ruining there. his legacy. Honestly, the more and more he plays, uh, I think his legacy has gone done nothing but gotten worse since they beat the Celtics. Even then, that's what, like yeah. that's when it started to like go like oh he won a championship, but all his shenanigans like balanced that out. Mm-hmm. So like this like. Oh, the enforcer, like, 
kind of do it all catch all guy will have a five and five like five points five rebounds five steals five blocks five assists have everything yeah that, that's gone that you don't even think about that anymore mm-hmm. because like it's more just like one of the best defenders ever like all of his highlight reels are going to be of non-basketball plays yeah like nut kicks and back fists and head stomps and sternum crushes yep that could honestly that someone should make a rap dame dame i have an idea for you just call it courtside violence and <laughs> the picture is draymond green Wow. And then you could like do a lot of like kind of fun fun puns. Mhm. Yeah, it's bouncing off Sabonis like a trampoline. <laughs> Don't mess with him his name is Draymond Green. Oh wow. <laughs> Bars. <laughs> you got to send that to him honestly. Yeah, I'll I'll just quick send that to Dame yeah, through a tweet personal at him. message. Hit hit up your boy Dame. Courtside violence. EP <laughs> EP <laughs> multiple multiple songs about mm-hmm. all about this. A one for every single NBA franchise thinks he's done to all of them. That was just the Kings track. Wow, and it's Kings of the Court. A thirty track EP. <laughs> I don't know how <laughs> or twenty nine. I guess. Um, oh yeah. Well, no, you could do a Jordan Poole would like one. Written oh, about the that's Warriors. true. That's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So that's just. An insane thing that Draymond needs to have figured out. I loved uh, Yusuf Nurkic's interview afterwards where he was like, uh, that man needs help. Um, did you see that? I didn't see that. But the one thing that I've seen is it feels like everyone that like knows Draymond was like, this is good. This is good that they're going to make him go that to That he's like, being counseling. punished. Oh, yeah. No, pu- well, punished and like. I just wasn't sure if you meant like what he did was good. I did No, no, no. Sorry. The 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 acts or the steps that the NBA and the Warriors are taking. Everyone was like echoed without saying it as bluntly as the guy that just got backfisted. He needs help. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. KD. I think it was KD was the big name that I saw that was like, "This will be good for Draymond" or something. I don't know the exact quote. I should have pulled that up. Uh, he, he also let's talk about this. KD said that uh, he's never seen something like that on a basketball court, even though he was literally on the floor in the game when Ron Artest knocked out James Harden with his elbow. <laughs> so that was just a lie, but it's definitely up there, though. It's got to be top three or four. Yeah, like. For him, that he's this is another that he's experienced. This also brings up an interesting. How do you think that like would Draymond Green just have replaced Dennis Rodman on the Bad Boy Pistons? Is what do that you just mean? what? Like if you like, were to swap them, you would have done the same thing. What he would have just kind of done the same things because I feel like even Bill Embiid is like, wow, that was pretty aggressive, Draymond. That was kind of crazy. And oh, Bill did he Ambier really? Was, I didn't hear. No, that. No, no, no. I'm like, I feel like that's uh, like because just the st- like, he just. There's not like a, if it was an every little game, like weird kind of shoulder check, that's whatever. That's, that's just sometimes people are kind of that mean guy, mm-hmm. but he's like, does nothing in the game other than be like kind of yelly at refs and then it just hauls off and punches somebody. Yeah. And if he did it once ever, you'd be like, oh, he just broke that one time, but it's just all the time. I'm glad yeah. that he's, he's getting, ha- I'm glad the NBA finally actually like made a big kid decision. And it was yeah, like, stop, indefinitely. no, 
you're not playing basketball until you get your life figured out. Yeah. And then I'd imagine if he does get his stuff figured out, quote whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. and he does it again, he's just done. You would think. So one thing we can say for sure, though, is the NBA takes on-court violence more seriously than off-the-court domestic violence. Hashtag Miles Bridges. Yeah. That still bugs me <clears throat> to this day. I agree. For sure. Both totally are wrong. Agree. I just pivoted away from the Draymond Green thing, but yeah. Uh, um, who knows when he comes back? If it's this season, if it's not, but indefinitely is a big word. Yeah, no, around. for sure. And it's just the uh, thing about him. You know what he always says is like, "I've apologized for these things in the past. Like you can't hold my past against me." Basically, and it's like, y- yes, you, they can. Like, if you're a repeat offender, that that matters. It's not like just because you paid your fine on the last thing, that doesn't mean that didn't happen. You know what I mean? It's not erased. The NBA is not Jesus Christ. Christians are not forgiven. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, definitely an issue. Uh, It's good that he apologized to Nurkic, at least afterwards. Uh, Like, he was much quicker to make an apology this time. Because um, well, I I don't think he has like a genuine hatred in his heart for using Nurkic. Like he, he does might. I don't know why he would better. he would swing on him like that. That was like so unprovoked. Well, also the thing that like gets me fired up about the Draymond things outside of the Gobert one. Almost every time he like looks like he's trying to hide that he's just hitting someone. Yeah, yeah. He tries he to like flail flails. both of his legs if it's the kick or uh-huh. like the stomp thing. The stomp thing is the one that I think he timed the worst. Because yeah. he like very clearly stomped and then was like, oh and, no. Yeah. <laughs> I feel but no, it's it's all of them are like you're disguising the fact that you're just hitting someone. Uh-huh. But you're on an NBA court. Cameras are like, all over the place. Cameras are everywhere. Yep. Like there's not an angle that won't be seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's just, yeah, he needs to get that figured out. I think we've we've nailed that on the head. Uh, but yeah. something that is kind of a segue to our next thing is that Draymond Green, you know, th- this is the kind of stuff he gets texts for and gets tossed out for. But the thing that he rarely ever gets punished even a little bit for is what he says to the referees. He can He can run his mouth as much as he wants. He can talk to the refs all game long, and there's no repercussions. But apparently... If you if you are uh, not Draymond Green and you're a two-time MVP, let's say, uh, like Nikola Jokic, and you just use one swear word, that is enough to get you tossed out of an NBA game without any prior technical. He's the first NBA player ever to get ejected after one technical. He didn't even get a second te- technical. Did you see the uh, the like? Because you know how they're like the they get the chief official goes and talks with one kind of pool reporter. Yeah. Did you see that dialogue? I saw, I heard somebody read it off. I I have it here. So I'll, I will read it off for our, our listeners. Mark Lindsay, who is the official, the event official that was the uh, Denver Chicago crew chief, talked uh, for his crew. Um, and he spoke with, I want to make sure I get the right person. Um, it was Musa Dagger that, or Dagger, Musa Dagger, that made yep. the call. But. Yep. Um, I just want to get the official. Uh, I only see the last name. There's a 
the guy that the reporter that talked to him is Johnston. Man, okay. I really wish I had this person's name because he did a good job of like pressing the issue. So yeah. here is a uh, reporter Johnson said, what did Nikola Jokic do or say to warrant the first technical foul? Then Mark Lindsay responds to be clear. Jokic was ejected after one technical foul because of a direct profane language at the official that by our standards warranted an ejection reporter Johnson. Is it a typical for an ejection to follow one technical foul? Uh, Mark Lindsay to be clear. Jokic was ejected after one technical foul. Johnson, did you receive a warning between the first technical foul and the ejection? Lindsay, again, to be clear, Jokic was ejected after one technical foul. Yep, so Obviously, just the not language, answering the question. Yep. Obviously, the language is so strongly received that it warranted an ejection in your eyes. Lindsay, we don't typically publicly get into what exactly the player said, but the language reached the standard of ejection, for an ejection. Then Jokic, I believe it was him himself, from the horse's mouth, said what he said. Oh, really? I haven't heard this. See, now I'm worried. I've seen Jokic reports. admitted that he'd called the kid across the line, reportedly saying that something along the lines of, call the foul, you mother effer. Mm-hmm. Or there's no you, just yeah, call just the foul, call the foul mother effer. That, I think the you adds a little bit of punch, honestly. Yeah, so that's why I fixed my, yeah. my uh, trying to make it a proper sentence in my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, but he was confused why he was ejected if you've not seen the video uh it's pretty funny because it was not officially a special night uh but uh it was it was kind of a big day for serbian americans in in chicago yeah yeah before before we get to that i guess the the referee interview thing is like mark Lindsay. it's just kind of like doing that thing where uh, he just keeps saying the same answer over and over and is just not taking the question seriously, which is just yeah. annoying. And then also he goes on to say that we, we don't usually get into what people say, what players say. And it was like, that just feels like a, uh, well, I'm not going to say what he said, but trust me, it was bad. It was, it was bad, you know, that yeah. thing. And they just kind of keep everything to the vest and are, you know, their own, their, their own like deciders of what is right and wrong. Um, kind of protecting this guy who has a track record of this now. He's a pretty recent, like new addition to the NBA refing circle. And year that's three, Dagger. I believe. Yeah. And so or he's year had. Five. You're five. Sorry. You're five. Oh, you're five. I think both this season though, there's, he's had two other instances like this where he um, ejected Terrence Mann for using profane language and Jimmy Butler for using profane language. And this is also a thing that I, we can, this, this, we might talk about this officiating thing for a while, but I found somebody that like went and broke down like a lot of things. And if you look at the, the rule book, is that what you're going to look at? No, the people making ejections, I'm saying like oh. the referees themselves. Overall, uh, the official, so Jamal Murray got ejected last week. Yep. By getting a little bit fired up. And that was done by um, JT Orr, who is an official with 12 years experience, but has never been chosen to be one of the 36 refs in the playoffs. Okay. So he's like a vet, but he does not have any playoff experience, consider, meaning he's a lower-regarded referee in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Then 
uh, Jalen Brown was also ejected last week. That one blew my mind. I was watching that one live and I was like, what? Mm. I don't know what he said, but anyway, he was ejected by these, uh, by Jason Goldberg, a young official with no playoff experience. Trey Young, when he got ejected, when the Hawks were playing, I believe it was the Nuggets actually, maybe. No. Yeah, it was the Nuggets. The Hawks so were playing the J- Nuggets and Trey, Trey Young got game. ejected. Yep, and that was... Did he really? Yep, Brett Haskell, who is a, also a young official with no playoff experience. and he's Are you sure that was a Nuggets rep. game? I don't think Positive. I just looked at the video. When, when this did that might have happen? not been... Re- when he clapped... Um, it looks like it's in Atlanta based on the video I'm watching. Like it could have been this, the game from this week. I just don't um, remember him getting thrown out. Maybe he was. Potentially. It's definitely from this year. Oh, it is. Um, I think we've only played them once. It was in Atlanta. Yeah. They were, Atlanta was wearing their all black. Uh, I don't remember And you that. guys were in white. Okay. Well, December 11th. So Yes. Really? He got thrown out? Yep, because he clapped. Like, he, like, looked at his teammates and clapped, like, let's get this one, or said something along those lines and got ejected. He was ejected by Brett Haskell, as I said earlier, which the thing is, like, if there's just this trend of all the people that are ejecting people. It's not like the vet refs that have all this playoff experience have a lot of games under their belt. It's, like, young guys that are a couple years into the league or guys that have been in the league for a while, but are like very clearly not considered by the NBA to be their creme de la creme, the top of the top, because mm-hmm. they, none of them have like almost none of them have called playoff games. Yeah, so that's kind of weird. Thought was, that was it. The person that uh, Tom Haberstro was the I've guy that, that I found that compiled all of this information. So oh, okay. I just so, wanted to give a shout out to that guy. Yeah, because he found it. Also, apparently, the NBA is on on pace to have eighty ejections, which would uh, break the record over the past decade. And what is the record? Do you know? Overall, forever? I don't know. I can uh, look. Or like, do you have the the record? It will be be breaking. Last year. <clears throat> oh, okay. Yeah, that's weird. Um, I, that's weird that I don't remember the. Or two years ago, sorry. The one coming out coming off of COVID. Uh, there were 76 ejections the year after. And then 70 last year. And now they're on pace for 80. Uh, mm. And it's more the people they're ejecting for me. That's what I'm like. What? Name a sport on this planet where your best players just get kicked out of the game. For saying a word. That is insane. Honestly, almost like, yes, that's crazy. But even just in general, like, well, sometimes Patrick Mahomes people get kicked out like, for a reason, but like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes it's deserved. But no, yes. But the word part, absolutely. Like if Patrick Mahomes in the NFL yells at a ref and he gets ejected, what? That's cr- Are you serious? Like baseball. Uh... Shohei Otani says something to a, a ump, gets kicked just because the ump's feelings were hurt. Yeah, I, I don't. That's what people came to watch. Exactly. That's what people. Put. And the first time Jokic, or I think it was the first time Jokic got ejected, this the announcer season. had an all-time line was just like, 
hey, listed off the three refs' names. I don't remember them. Mm -hmm. But he was like, no one wants to watch you do anything, Yeah, actually. Mm -hmm. They're here to watch Nicole Jokic, Jamal Murray. Was it in Memphis? I don't remember. Anyway. Detroit. Detroit. They just, like, put it perfectly. And no one cares about the refs, other than that they ruin the game sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes they get things right, and they don't get enough love when they get things right. I personally believe that. When there's a good, a well-called, properly called game, you, you don't see shout-outs on Twitter. Yeah. Good job on but the refs for, like... Honestly... It's increasingly it, rare. It should be kind of how it is, though, if you think about it. Like, the refs should just be, like, an unnoticed part of the game, you know? It should be, yes. in, in theory. Well, Obviously, you're no, not okay. going to have that perfect of a world. But. When there's, like, a very difficult, like, I don't know how to figure this out type of situation... You know what I mean? Because sometimes those happen when, like, it's like a weird, I don't say a rule book thing, but, like, yeah. when they have to go under the hood and make, like, a, a tough call. Like if There's going to be people who I, are mad about it, yeah. But generally, I just, there's... The people that think, oh, that's, like, a good call, tough decision, you made the right one. That, mm -hmm. that, that, that They never get the, I don't want to be in your shoes guy. That would suck to make that decision. That was a hard one. Yeah. That's Not true. that I don't think refs deserve any more love. Because I think refs across every sport are beginning to suck more and more. And I'm convinced it's a, it's a conspiracy to get robot refs. <laughs> Wait, so oh, somebody I'm, is I'm, orchestrating getting the bad refs in, in the big spotlight situations to... I just, I'm just convinced that... If somebody had NBA, that much control, couldn't they just make, like, make robot refs happen already? No, but they got to get the fans on their side to be ready and sped up with it. Because baseball uh, saw what happened when you just try to make changes when like people are like don't no don't, don't do that. So what's gonna happen? I personally believe is they're gonna refs have been getting worse in football and basketball. Just slowly, year after year, they get worse and worse and worse. Then there's gonna be some sort of magic AI that can watch all these angles and just get it rule book correct, and it will never be wrong. And you can, and you have like one human being there. That's like, okay, robot, that's definitely wrong. That was not a travel. Mm -hmm. This guy got bumped or pushed or they touched the ball. Whatever. For like the weird things that the robot messes up. But it's going to happen soon. Like knocking on the door 2030. I'd be shocked if it is not, if it is not entirely AI'd. It'll be AI assisted. By 2030? 2030. Wow. That's like, that's my guess. Six years there's, from now? There's, there's no real genuine like intel obviously who the heck would think i would have any intel on this <laughs> i just think that it's gonna happen yeah um yeah it makes sense but going back to the Jokic ejection i guess you brought up the serbian night thing so like people i saw people on social media talking about how like oh who cares he got thrown out it's it, like it was his decision, his actions, and they're not. It's not like they're in the Nuggets arena. So why do you care about fan experience or something like that? And it's like, like you said, it, it was everywhere that I've seen. It says it was Serbian Heritage Night. Apparently, there was this Bulls uh, PR person that said that it wasn't official, like Heritage Night, so but they gave a lot of tickets to Serbian ethnic Serbians in um, the sh city of Chicago for that night and um so there was a lot of serbians there and for those who don't know chicago is also extremely serbian it's actually not just the most serbian city in north america but it's also the second most serbian city in the world the only city that has more serbians in its population 
is the capital of Serbia, Belgrade, um, which is just wild. That more, more Serbians are in the city of Chicago alone than any other city, even in Serbia, other than Belgrade. Needless to say, there was a lot of people in that in United Center that night that were there specifically to watch Nikola Jokic play basketball. And uh, they were not able to continue watching that because this uh, uh, referee, as we've talked about, Musa Dagger, um, he missed a very obvious call. If you want to watch the, the replay on that, a very obvious foul. No two ways about it. Um, and Nikola Jokic... He kind of he doesn't run straight back to the other end of the court, but as he's running back, he kind of veers towards the ref a little bit and, and faces him, and you can see that he's yelling something at the ref, and then turns and continues to run down the court with his team on you know defending the fast break, and which I think is important. Sorry, I think it's important to note that like that is the, like the yoke. That's just usually what Jokic does. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like. There's other guys that'll get in the ref's face. And like get like squat down and get right in the refs like like make big hands. Jokic sometimes gets a little bit more animated than that, but like the running by saying how he felt, that is like the most. I'm going to complain because you made the wrong decision. Yeah, but was the best way to do it exactly. Like Jokic has had plays where you can tell that he's like, I'm just going to get ejected right now because I want to. And that's when he does what you're you're talking about, where he just goes up straight to the ref and just ha- let him lets him have it. But like <clears throat> this was one he was like so surprised that he got he got even a technical on this play. Um, and what I think is funny about that is looking at the NBA rule book. I don't know if you've seen anything about this, but in section V, uh, paragraph E. So this is the conduct section. It says. Cursing or blaspheming an official, uh, I guess we should say what he said was, uh, call. I think you already said it actually, call yeah. a foul mother effort. Um, Allegedly, reportedly. Yeah. That's what players and uh, the play-by-play guys that were on the scorer's table, that's what they said, at least. And uh, it says in the NBA rulebook, cursing or blaspheming an official shall not be considered the only cause for imposing a technical foul. Running tirades, continuously or continuous criticism or griping may be sufficient cause to assess a technical excessive misconduct shall result in ejection from the game. And so, like trying to figure out what he did outside of said the f word at this ref to constitute being even given a technical. Like if you if you go on continuous criticism, was it really continuous? He he turned and said one thing and then kept running. Yeah. Did he in that situation? Yeah. I don't know what the I didn't watch the game live. I don't know if there was like things before. Not that that would still make it right because very clearly it says it has to be like a in a tirade. I think is the word that the rule book uses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meaning like in a a singular like diatribe, rolling at one. Wow, there's a five dollar word. Uh, like rolling like in one situation as opposed to it building up over a game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Like if every time that ref missed a call, Jokic did the same thing, and that was like time number like eight or nine, you'd be like, okay. But it wasn't it was, though. I can attest. It that. wasn't okay. Yeah. So then the other thing that is confusing to me is why he immediately just went T point. Like there was no yeah. question. He, like, he like, was like so offended even, by the word. It's, it seemed like 
I was worried that he like actually said something like bad, like the N word or something. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That, no, that, that would have been like a legitimate, like multiple game problem. Yeah. With how quick it felt. Like that, that would make sense. The, the, the reaction that Musa Dagger had was like, that was what happened because, and then even the, like Chris Marlowe on the Nuggets call was like, apparently Jokic uh, called Musa Dagger a, a derogatory term. And so then I, that's when I was like really worried. I was like, did he really just like forget what country he was in and go full, you know, Eastern European on him? Like, <laughs> um, so I was worried about that. But luckily, that is not what happened. And apparently he got kicked out of an NBA game just because he called a ref a mother effer. How, has, how did KG, Kevin Garnett, ever finish a single NBA game? Well, I also think it's because you get what KG, I mean. Yeah, um, I don't know, and you're like correct. You can't cuss KG in the would, NBA now. Is that a thing? Uh, I think that KG also um, is just kind of it's kind of him. You know, I think he just gets away with it. It's just him. There's so many people that swear. And then, like, no, I know, no, I'm not hear, saying you it. You hear it on think, the telecast. You hear it, like, well, no, in the, KG's on the, my favorite. Yeah, but I'm saying you you can hear all the like. I I would wager that a ref is called the f word. Like some he's there's some profane language directed at an official from a player just about every single game that is played in the NBA. Yeah, for sure. So why he the best player in the world? He says one thing and gets thrown out of the game. Seems like it should be a bigger deal than it is. Like it seems it's a big deal right now to like Nuggets fans, I feel like. But I just feel like there's the reaction from people. There's been a lot of people that are like, uh, well, he shouldn't he shouldn't have lost his temper. He should stay composed. It's like also if you think that's Jokic losing his temper, Jokic throws baby temper tantrums. Yeah. He does that. Mm -hmm. Don't call what he did there him losing his... No, because he will go full baby <clears throat> mode and start shaking and getting red. It's like a different... It's... Yeah. Yeah. And there was somebody who um, said... Uh, who was arguing with me on social media that said... Jokic even said it himself in the post-game... Or in the locker room interview that he, he crossed the line. It's like, okay, yeah. Of course he said that because he's a decent person. But... He also said in that interview, I don't even think what I said was uh, what I said was a technical. He did say that. And then he also said in the line about uh, being like crossing a line, he said, I mean, yeah, I crossed the line, but sometimes that word is not crossing a line. So it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And the big quote that that was taken out of this, that it's been spread around everywhere was uh, I don't know if you saw this, but the line that he said about. Uh, I'm just happy that we didn't play that game in Serbia because it would have been fun to see how that would have been handled. No. Did you see that? I did not see that. People, people were saying that he should get suspended and because that was a threat. That is um, kind of a, a weird, weird thing to throw out there. It's not a suspension because it's a threat, but that was kind of just a weird line to be like. I don't think it's really a threat. It's kind of just saying like, I mean, you're lucky. Like, it's just kind of like you... He's pointing out how ridiculous of a situation that is and like okay, how yeah. in his home country, like Serbians have killed for less. <laughs> you know, that's basically what he's saying. Your description makes it feel more like a threat. Really? 
the way you just described it. It doesn't seem like he's saying, like, oh, something will happen now. He's just saying, like, like that's... It, back where uh, I'm from, that's, like, a, a thing that people don't, don't let go. Like... I, and I've yeah. I've seen Serbians in in comment sections uh, backing that up, saying that in like sketchy arenas in Serbia, they will not let the refs go home. Like, they'll <laughs> trap them in the arena <laughs> after something like that. Uh, wild. Yeah. So, I just think what he said was like a factual thing. Honestly, the way he said it too was not like a. If you watch him, yeah. him say it, he's like kind of just like giggling a little bit. Like he's not like. Well, no, I also didn't think that Jokic was threatening a ref. But just yeah. when you, as you kept like describing it and explaining it, you were like, well, people <laughs> die for less. I'm like, well, when you put it that way, I'm just maybe saying Serbians, is a little threat. Serbians are a little, uh, you know, it's a different, if it's a different animal, yeah, it's a different world over there. It Everywhere. Is. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's a different world than Mexico, and that's right down close. Different world in Canada, and that's close north. Yeah. But this is like the most, Close to the most war-torn area in the modern world, over in you know Eastern Europe and the Middle East. Yeah, you know? so they've seen their their fair share of wars, especially recently. Um, and yeah, it's also a big mafia problem in the country of Serbia. Um, there's like a lot of conspiracy theories, and I, a lot of things. A lot of people believe that Jokic's brothers are in the Serbian mafia. Um, yeah, <laughs> which well, would because, make sense. Uh, was it the Morrises? Yeah, the Morris the, twins. Yeah, uh, that was wild. Yeah, that Where that was like, that a, was a threat. Yeah, that was Jokic's that was brothers. Actual, yeah, because <laughs> then they like make a Twitter. Uh huh. The, the, the Jokic them. brothers. Yep, on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, but uh, anyway, we saw a Jokic brother <clears throat> at a Nuggets game. We did. Outside yeah, the arena. Out, walking outside the arena. That was uh, Nemanja. I believe. Yeah. So. And we, I think the only people that would have been excited for that. Like we were like, <laughs> wait, we know yeah. who that is. <laughs> yeah. Outside of Nuggets fans, I guess. But <clears throat> cause they're, they're, they're kind of a, they're, they're like the Nuggets celebrities. Yeah. Like, I don't know. De facto if, mascot. Yeah. I don't know if uh Patrick Mahomes wife counts as that same type of thing or if she's more hated. Um, I know that she's hated as like an NFL meme or whatever, but I don't know if mm-hmm. KC fans view her that way. Like the uh, the Jokic brothers are like that level of like fame, I guess, to the Nuggets community, but like they're beloved. But yeah, so that should do it. I with did. That, so, I so I did see Jokic. I just saw it. I did the. I looked up Jokic brothers to see if they actually tweet frequently. They don't. Yeah. Um, uh, I saw the, the the line that we were talking about. Uh, I think it's because he's dressed like a mafia boss that everyone feels like it's a threat. He's wearing a black turtleneck and then a, like a, a a slate gray jacket. You're talking he's, like, about Jokic now? His, Yeah, Jokic. Okay. And he's yes, and he's like popping his like wrist as he's like saying. Well, it's just I think it's because of the optics. He's like laughing while he's saying it, but yeah. it, it feels very like like. <laughs> are you are you seeing the video of it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's he, just funny because he's. He just looks like he is a, a mob boss. He's like, yeah, well, I mean, my he, country will see how it would have been handled. Yeah, that's that's like a very normal outfit and... for him after a game. But yeah, he. No, I know, but it's just everything about it. Yeah. 
Like someone said, the turtleneck, the evil laugh, the Jokic brothers, I believe this would happen, and then laughing, crying face. Yeah. Um, but funny. moving on to another person's brother, and kind of an adjacent situation to the next topic, is uh, did you see Thanasis Antetokounmpo having to get held back by Jay Crowder on the Bucks bench after Giannis got a hard foul on him? That was wild. That, yeah. yes, and wildly enough... The the Twitter people are listening. I scroll down one more picture, and then it's him getting held back by Jay Crowder. Oh. I can't perfect. make this up. <laughs> yeah, also, yeah, so we can talk about this, because there's a couple things in last night's Bucks um pacers game yep, that I think is, is worth. Also, uh, looking at the video, it almost looks like it was fake. Oh, like, he what? wasn't actually going to run out there. Oh, yeah. I can see that, too. So, I... He kind of looks like he wanted to get Stops held back. Stops himself. A little bit. Like, he wanted to make it look like he was being held back, but he didn't actually want to, you know, get ejected or get a big fine or something. Yeah, he stopped himself. Yeah, Jay I'm, Crowder I'm grabs out. him, but I also feel like he Jay Crowder didn't apply enough Jay Cra- force to Jay stop Cra- yes. that man. That's, Jay Crowder grabbed him by one arm, and yeah. if there is anything that, that Honest has... It is like just being strong. That's like a, just like a he's a freakishly strong person. That's yeah. like his like why he's in the NBA superpower other than his brother. Uh-huh. It's just he's like freakishly strong. Yeah. So I yeah. think that if he really wanted to go out on the court, uh Jay Crowder, despite how strong he is, rocking a like a beautiful like flannel yellow and yellow. black shirt. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh holding him by one arm I don't think would hold him back. But, I uh, agree. But anyway, uh, yeah, that was that was an interesting thing. Uh, Giannis. Also, um, why is he so whiny? Yeah. Um, see, my thoughts I'm on this were. In regard, oh, we're talking about. Oh, yeah, the you you, you give thing, the right? whole. Yeah, you give the whole okay. breakdown of it. So last night, Giannis had a big night offensively. Sixty four points. Yeah, sixty four franchise record. Had a franchise record, personal... A uh, franchise that had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar playing for it for his prime years, just by the way. Yeah. Like, it was a big, big night for Giannis. 64 points. Um, The... And it was against the Pacers, which I did not realize that the Bucs were so impassioned about their loss in the in-season tournament to to the Pacers. I just texted you after the Celtics lost. I said, damn... We got Halliburton. I think is all I texted because I was like, it just happened. Yeah. They just, they just played a better game than we did, and we lost. Didn't think anything of it. Kind of for, not forgot about the NC. Like I still watched the games, but I was like, yeah, Halliburton's just being that guy, which yeah. I think could be an episode in itself of like redoing our top tens because I think that there's like, anyway, this could be a whole other thing with the Halliburton discussion, but. Uh, the Bucks apparently took it personal. Bucks fans did. They mm-hmm. were like, "We don't mess around with this." So they came out kind of on fire. Had a big night. Uh, fourth quarter was pretty much the entire thing was garbage time. Where Giannis had twenty six points, got up to that sixty four. So game's over. The game ball goes into the Pacers locker room, not maliciously. From what I understand, they have a rookie who that was his first regular season point. Oscar Shebway, yeah. Oscar Shebway from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. He had a point in the in-season tournament final, but that doesn't count for regular season points. Mm-hmm. So his first point was a free throw in the fourth quarter. So they took the ball, 
And then instead of just asking, hey, that ball uh, was my career high and my franchise career high, could I get that ball like an adult would maybe? Uh, instead of him having like, you know, his one point, I get first career bucket, but that I would appreciate if I could maybe get it. He like dead sprints like a little cannonball into the tunnel and starts like scuffling, trying to get the ball. Mm-hmm. And then a buck staffer goes and gets the ball. And then when he has a ball, he's like, I don't know if this is the game ball. I mean, I was in there for like 39 minutes. Doesn't feel like the game ball. It doesn't feel worn. I don't think then, it like, was, by the way. They I don't him, think it was either. They they have two ball. Every NBA game has two game balls because they have one backup, and I think he got the backup one. I'm sure he did. Yeah. Um, but I just was like, one, why did just the big stink about it? Like I get, Giannis had every right to have that basketball. Absolutely. Yeah. I would argue, even though it was on the road, it was. I think it was. Where were they at home? No, the they were at home. Yeah. That that's why oh. the Pacers. I don't. I kind of more on the Giannis side. I'm not saying he should have reacted. I have it backwards. Did, I thought it was in Indianapolis. No, it was it was in no. in Milwaukee. Like on the road. Usually the home team is like the one, like if that happens, the home team will divvy out the ball. Yeah, type of thing. Exactly. But Lloyd Pierce. There's a video of after right after, as the game ends, Lloyd Pierce walks in front of the ref who has the ball and is like making sure to grab the ball like as soon as the buzzer sounded. Lloyd Pierce is the assistant for the Pacers. Yeah. Um, so I I don't know how I had mixed up where it was, but that changes it kind of a lot. But also, I don't think how Giannis handled it was right at all. I like agree. To go cannonballing he was into the tunnel. Impassioned. But I think which some of it probably was because he might he might have this sense of like he feels like people are out to get him maybe more so than. They actually are because apparently he hasn't gotten the game ball on multiple occasions that that have been like he should have gotten like the 50 point game six. Apparently he he didn't get that game ball. Um, Yeah, exactly. Uh, And so this was one of those times. Is that because it was like a championship winning thing? So the NBA just took it? I have no clue what happened. Because I know the NFL will do that. Like there's like a famous clip of like Emmett Smith. Before he broke the rushing record, career rushing record, he wore like two pairs of cleats, three different jerseys, two di- game pairs of pants, and two helmets or something like that. So he could have one of each of them, and like then the Hall of Fame could get one, and the Cowboys owner Jerry Jones would want some stuff. So Emmett, like Smith, was like, "I'm going to make sure that I have something for me." So I don't know if the NBA took that like, "Oh, it was a they won the finals using this ball." Mm-hmm. Like it's our ball now. I don't. Yeah, that's wild though that he didn't get a fifty point because that one that was game six. That was the game that, deciding that won the game. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, the series, series deciding made them the champions of the world. Mm-hmm. Shout out Noah Lyles. Um, right, Noah Lyles. Yeah. 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 Uh, and yeah, that's wild. Actually, the more and more details that I'm finding just in our whatever long conversation. I'm on a maybe team Ante Tacumpo on this one. Yeah, that's a little bit crazy. It is because uh, I'm not trying to diminish getting your first bucket in the NBA, but mm-hmm. it came on a free throw, and a dude had a 64.9. That's like a top five at his position potentially all time. Yeah. Um, I feel like you can have the backup game ball. Exactly. Yeah. So I feel like if, but you're right though. If if Giannis would have reacted more level headed, he might have, it might have gone over just fine. 
without any. Well, no, and if he would have been level headed and then he didn't get the game, like the, and would have gotten it in the same way, like, yeah. I don't think this is the game ball, then I would have been like, mm-hmm. what the heck? Yeah. He like asked Knight, yeah. There's I just so, think it's because of, yeah. There's some people who really do believe the Pacers did that on purpose. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with them, but. Well, no, and maybe they did. I don't know. I yeah. I think that's a weird thing to do. It was kind of unless, a scrappy game, but. Yes. Um. Yeah. So, who knows, but the. Like Rick Carlisle said, like that's just like an automatic thing for them whenever they're they have rookie Sorry, scores. My, I started reading something because I thought I found some pertinent information, but I didn't. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, Rick Carlisle said that like that's just an automatic thing whenever they have a rookie who scores their first basket, they just make sure to get the Grab game the ball. ball. Yeah, no, which is like that would be a huge that would make sense. Mm-hmm. But there's just times where, like, for example. This could have happened on LeBron breaking Kareem's record. You know who's not getting the ball? The rookie who got his first NBA basket. Yeah. Because LeBron has the most regular season points in NBA history. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guy. Yeah. You're not getting your game ball. Like, not that this Giannis one was the same level, but it's like, it's the tier above of importance. Mm-hmm. Like, if if there's no one, if someone just wants the ball and they didn't do anything, sorry, this, this guy got his first NBA bucket. Yeah. Like, it's his ball. But... No, he broke a franchise record as a guy that is like a top five a potentially of his position. Yeah. A Pantheon guy. Greece, mm-hmm. but I'm... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, or is that Parthenon? Pantheon but it is the Greek is, Pantheon is, is like yeah, the, is the... the gods. Assortment of gods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Parthenon is the place. Yeah, the a temple. place. Mm-hmm. Is it a Seven Wonders of the World? Ancient Wonders of the World, I think? Or is it not? I don't, I don't even know what that is. Seven. I know or what the Parthenon is, is, but I don't know. I think that. the Parthenon's the building, and Acropolis is the mountain. Maybe it's the other way around. Say that again. So, the, Parthenon. The Parthenon, yeah. The Parthenon, I think, is the building, and Acropolis is like the mountain it's on. Acropolis. Maybe. Um, the Olis, the o, the polis part of that makes it sound like a city, because polis means city. The Parthenon is a part of the for is a former temple on the Athenian Acropolis. So the Parthenon is on the Acropolis of Athens. What is the Acropolis? Which is like a a mountain thing where they had a temple. Hmm. I'm just confused by the opolis there. Because that means that literally means like city in Greek. Maybe like Acrop or something means like church city or Temple mm. City? I don't know. Temple City. <laughs> Circuit City. Um, yeah. Anyways, the Oscar Shibway, yeah, getting his first NBA basket. I think, so Richard Jefferson had an interesting take on this. He he said that he thinks Giannis should pay Oscar Shibway, like, you know, a lump sum or whatever, like to get the game ball type of thing, like as a gesture thing. Which kind of makes sense. Like, kind of, he's like like buying somebody's phone number, or buying like a username on a social media platform, or or a sports number. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would of I actually agree with that because because of how Giannis like cannonballed into the tunnel. If he yeah. would have been like chill about it, I'm like, no, give him the real game ball. Yeah, he was like a, a bro. Uh-huh. And Giannis is usually a bro. I don't know. 
It's da- I blame Dame. It's Dame's fault. Da- did you see da- in the clip? Dame like kind of was looking like, calm down. Like <laughs> he was like standing next to Giannis, and he was kind of just like looking like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Giannis has had a couple things like that now, though the uh, ladder thing, ladder gate. Remember that? Yeah, that was. Was that the Pacers too? No, that was Sixers. Because Montrez Harrell, Montrez Harrell was yep. the one that, yeah, that flipped out. That one was just weird. Yeah, I mean, it was weird. Be- like the our- both sides were weird. Maybe people are out to get Giannis because it's know. never like a n- normal routine thing. Yeah, like he's just getting free throws in after the game, and they're just like, "Oh, we're doing our job of like do." It's like, no, you don't do that right now. Like that's not how. Usually, that works. people wait till yeah, like later, later. It's you're doing that because you don't want him to be shooting on the on your court right now, like that's. Oh man, yeah. I'm team Giannis. Maybe I have to get like a, a Giannis T-shirt yeah. for the back wall. <laughs> so my plan, I've got I've got a real plan for this. Okay. So I'm gonna so I'm not gonna put up like there'll be a couple Celtics guys up there, but it's gonna be like my guys. I'm gonna get shadow boxes for like the guys that I just like. Jason Kelsey will have one because I've liked Jason Kelsey before all this stupid. Taylor Swift, Travis podcast. Kelsey, and the podcast. And I just liked football Jason Kelsey. Big mm-hmm. fan. Like, even when I lost the my Patriots, I say I. When my Patriots lost to the Eagles in the Super Bowl, the only person that I was happy for was Jason Kelsey. Because mm-hmm. he's just like an undersized center that just is just so good and gets no love because he's a center and people don't. And now all of a sudden everybody's like, offensive linemen are pretty fun guys. Look at all these cool podcasts they have. No one gives them love ever mm-hmm. until now, which maybe it's a good thing that people give them love now. But I was like a hipster of the yeah. Jason Kelsey movement. So I'll get my Jason Kelsey Kelly green jersey that I got up there. I'll probably do like a – like a – I'll get like a, a, a home grin one. You still going to get your little baby banners? <laughs> the little the little banners for the Celtics things maybe I don't know yeah but it'll be just universal and I think I'll have to get uh, I'll probably have to get one for Giannis now. yeah Makes everyone's sense. out to get him honestly that is so weird because none of his situations that have been like like weird have been like like they've none of them have been in normal situations circumstances yeah, exactly like he reacted like the one time he like blew up at the ref was when like he hung on the rim to not fall on somebody they gave yeah. him a tech uh-huh. and he lost his mind uh-huh yeah i would too i was <laughs> preventing an injury to a fellow nba player uh-huh yeah so yeah he does react pretty strongly at times but in these situations if, if you look at them they're kind of like why in the world did this happen to like it was kind of circumstances that he shouldn't have been put in you know yeah um but yeah man it's wild when you have all the details how much your mind can just change Change. (laughs) because i didn't realize that uh yeah there was just so many things i did not realize and now i know Mm. so sorry Giannis. i apologize (laughs) uh moving on to another freak of nature uh from europe that country being france i was gonna guess johnny knoxville but I was wrong. Is he from when he Europe? He said freaking nature. No, I'm pretty sure he's from like Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Um, That's the jackass guy for people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, Wemby. one second. I just opened. Just, my computer had a weird malfunction. 
Uh, Wemby though, yeah, he uh, had that ankle roll video. I don't know if you saw that. Oh my! As someone that has weak ankles, like I, I had to tape my Same. ankles whenever I do anything sporting wise. Just baby ankles, like worse yep. than Steph ankles. I have shoes specifically I for my almost, ankles. I almost vomited yeah. watching what happened to Wemby's ankle. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not even that he just rolled it. It's that it felt like it was a finger crumpling. There was yeah. like a four action crumple to his ankle roll. And then the crazy Frenchman just jumps up and runs down the court. And is completely fine. Because like the ref like looks at him. The bench for the Spurs is like... Yeah. And then the ref's like, you good? And then he goes, I'm fine. And then, like, puts his arm up and it's to the ref's head because of how big his wingspan is. And then the ref pulls him up and he just, like, runs without any hindrance. Yeah. It was he insane. is Elastigirl. Yeah. I, the way it looks also is just so crazy because of how long and skinny his leg is. It looks like that could, like, snap in half. You know what I mean? <sighs> I don't even want to think about it. But like, it's terrifying. Yeah. But how insanely durable. Like, I saw some comments that were like, um, AD would have held a funeral right then and there. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's pretty accurate. But, like, that is just insane. I saw people saying, like, that that's uh, what stretching can do for you. And if somebody oh, would have. he is big on stretching. Yeah, he does like yoga before games. Um, if somebody would have told me growing up playing basketball that stretching could prevent like things like that, I don't think I ever even knew that. I I knew like muscle pull, like you know your your muscles type of type of thing, but like rolling something, I didn't I, I didn't know that stretching would even. It makes sense well, now that I think about it. But I think it's more the stretching is in like stretching all the time makes your body just more snappy. Yeah, like yeah. it can, it so can, it can, it can bend just kind of take used to it, and it just kind of snaps back. Yeah, yeah. Which that's just yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just crazy the way it looks for those who haven't seen the video. But uh, also with Wemby the other night. Speaking of AD, also he, he they had a head to head battle last night that almost ended in a Spurs win. Dude, I would I would. If I was Wemby, I would go back to France and say, I didn't declare for the NBA draft. Anyone else get the first pick, please? <laughs> yeah, they're, it's just... They just keep letting him down. Do. He's doing so good. Mm-hmm. Not better than my boy Chet. Mm-hmm. Rookie of the year. But what the heck? Yeah. He just does... Like, he does something, and you're like, he is so good. He takes and over games in the fourth quarter against, like, some of the best players in the world. Like, oh, man. Like, that's an insane, just... that's an insane, like, just thing. Outside of, like, the freak of nature that he is, you know what I mean? Like, all of that that he has going from his, his, like, physical abilities and his stature. Like, that's enough to make him, like, a world-class, like, one of the best uh, prospects of all time. Potential, yes. But then you add in that he's, like, as a rookie, a 19-year, a teenager, he's, Already like. up here, like ready a killer and hitting like back-to-back step back threes with like just a couple minutes left in a close game against the lakers while while anthony davis is guarding him (laughs) and dunk and dunking on anthony davis and and then uh like making all the defensive plays too 
Yeah, like he made the defensive also, play to get the ball back, and they had that turn the the turnover that cost them the game. Wemby gets the defensive stop, and they are like in the backcourt. Malachi Branham has it, and he's he's passing it over to Devin Vassell, I believe, and he just kind of lazily throws it over to him. And AD's still not he's not like switching ends yet, and he he goes for the ball and and gets the interception and then just dunks it on the other end after Wemby was already streaking down the floor because. Wemby got the contest. He, it was one of those deals where he contests the, sh- the jump shot, and so then his momentum's already carrying him down the floor, you know? So mm-hmm. usually in those situations, especially with a freak athlete like, like Victor, if he is contesting a shot and running down the floor and his team gets the ball, they should just send it down the court to him so he gets a wide-open basket. But Malachi Branham instead just lazily throws it over to Devin Vassell and gets it taken away. Uh, that's literally what lost them the game was that play because then they had to start fouling and they would have they would have been up instead of being down by one. So, man, it's just so frustrating. Like he it has to get to him, right? I would think. But he seems so calm and composed like all the time. I mean, you could tell on his face like after that game that he was like disappointed with the loss. I don't know if he was with his teammates, but um, how do the Spurs keep finding them? How? How do they just randomly have these picks to find these big men that are, like, rather agreeable? Yeah. Like, just... Good people. <laughs> why? Yeah. It's weird. And maybe Wemby is boiling, but he doesn't, he doesn't give off the vibes that he's, like, gonna ex- explode and demand, like, I need... I need you to help me, please. He, yeah. He seems so... Just watching interviews with him and stuff, he's just so like well thought out, and like it reminds me of I don't know if you know much about like Taylor Swift's start. I'm, this is weird that I'm comparing Victor Wembanyama to Taylor Swift, but like, brother man, what? Who are you talking to? Not I'm no I don't mean like her first albums like musically. I just mean like the way she was prepared for stardom. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about because I'm like I rock with Taylor Swift from like. I'll yeah. go through 1989. I like mess with Taylor Swift hardcore. Yeah, no, I get, I understand that probably even more than I do. But I, I just have heard it's talked about before about uh, her dad and her while well, when she was a teenager, like they were so prepared and thought out about how they would handle stardom and handle like her career as a pop star or a country star or whatever, um, and make like all the right moves of like. Just the way to deal with certain situations, certain fans, and like just how to be in the public eye, basically. And like Victor Wembanyama very much gives off that same type of vibe of like that he's he's known for like since he was like eleven or twelve that he was going to be an NBA player, and he's been like basically preparing for um, like how to handle that and, and yeah, and so like. The just the preparedness of like the the whole yoga thing, like how to take care of his body and make sure like he stays healthy, like that's just a, a huge thing. But then also just like the demeanor of like letting letting the game come to him and not forcing the issue necessarily, um, and just like keeping a level head, um, and then just knowing knowing what moments of games to just take over. And just have it, having that kind of like just mind for the game is just like insane for for anybody to have at his age, let alone like physically one of the most uh, dominant, like just alluring specimens that the sport has ever seen. Well, yeah, and I think the other thing that like 
If he's taking care of his body this well now, do we just have like 25 years of this to look forward to? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like 25 might be a bit crazy. It'd be hard to make. I feel like it would be so hard to maintain a like a back on a person like that for that long. But yeah. But I mean, with how, but if anybody's going to do it, it's going to have to be somebody that has that like at 18 or 19 years old already mentally is like, Mm -hmm. I need to take care of this thing that is my body because it's what makes me do what I love doing. Yeah. That's not something that people usually figure out right away. Exactly. But, but to come into the grind with that, like, already, like, ag- what seems to be just aggressively programmed in. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's, okay. like, his parents prepared him. Like, his dad's a, you know, he was a professional basketball player overseas. Um, But, I yeah, I'm not sure where it comes from, honestly. It's, like, next level. Yeah. It's, it is wild. But, yeah, so that does it with the Wemby stuff. I think we'll end off today's episode with just some more trivia we'll do some more jersey number trivia like we did last episode uh for the end here today um i think jacob has 10 random nba players drawn for me and he's just gonna feed them to me so here we go first one pretty easy for you will barton will barton he wore number five on the nuggets um on the blazers was he number five too he was okay, and he was. There's only one time he was not number five. Was that number one? It was, and that was on the Raptors. It... Yes. There we go. I believe. Hold on, let me make sure that either the Raptors it... or yeah, it was the Raptors. It was okay. Raptors. I just wanted to make sure because like they just they're, like you have to hover over to get the exact team. It was mm. a black jersey with red like outside, but I was like, I'm pretty sure that's the Raptors. Could have been the Blazers, I guess. It was mm-hmm. the Raptors. He wore number one. Um, we've got Jingles himself. Yep, number two for the majority of his career with the Jazz. Um, I don't remember what he was on the Bucks. I think it was seven, and he wears seven now on the Magic. I want to say. Yes, sir. Oh, this is going to be the the, t- the tougher one. It bounces around a bit, but Larry Nance Jr. Aaron Nance Jr. has got to be number 22 usually. That's where I think of him as, and that's what his dad's jersey number was. Um, so that's what he wore. He couldn't wear that in, in Cleveland, though, because it's retired for his dad. Right? He did not but wear 22 let, in Cleveland? They or, let him, I think. Oh, they did? Okay. It's saying that it's saying that he wore 22 in Cleveland, but for a couple games... Uh, so in 17 and 18, he wore 24 for a brief stint. And then again, uh, on the f- January 28th of 2020, as a tribute for Kobe. Mm, gotcha. Was that before? January 28th? That was two days after. Okay. For some reason, I thought it was in February, but it was late January. Mm-hmm. I was like, was that before? Yeah, January 26th. So he- it was a Sunday. I was getting on a flight coming home from Seattle when we heard the news but uh yeah uh larry nance jr number 22 most of the time i think he's been like number 20 maybe before no what was he start he was on the lakers to begin his career was he not number 22 there number seven it was seven and then there's one more weird one when he played in portland 
was it number like 11 it was 11 oh my gosh <laughs> like i'm i feel like i'm better at this than i even think i am sometimes i just kind of like know it like the Here's jersey number one, one for barton like was something that i was like i don't know but it just kind of feels right this is a one teamer okay Onyeka Akangu. 17. Yep. Uh, Jemias Ramsey. Three. And? You wore another jersey only, number? Yes, you wore three as a rookie. And then you only wore one other for the Kings as well. Was it in the 20s? It is in the 20s. <laughs> See, I just don't know why, <laughs> why I know that. Um... Was it 23? It was just 20. 20? Dang it. Almost. Next one's going to be Colin Sexton. Two. Yep. Four. Both the Cavs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Both. Uh, for our next one, it'll be Spicy P himself, Pascal Siakam. 43. That's a gimme. Obi Toppin. One. Right? Both places? Nice. Yep, for both. Here's a harder one, as we're, we got a couple easy ones in a row there for the random generator. Let's actually save the harder one for last. Okay. We will go with Grant Williams. Grant Williams. In Boston, he wore... Man, why is this not popping into my mind right away? I know, okay, in Dallas, he wears three. Right? Yes, he does. In Boston, 12. 12. There we go. I don't know why that takes and so now, long. Now for your, I don't want to call it final boss, but it's definitely not easy. You'll know some of them for sure. Jared, Jared Vanderbilt. Jared Vanderbilt. He's number two right now on the Lakers. Mm-hmm. He was number eight on the Nuggets. And also... He was another number on the Nuggets, too? Yes, he was number eight as a rookie in 19, but in 2020, he wore a different number. Hmm. Was it a single digit? It was. Couldn't be two. That is retired for Alex English. Nine? Nope. No nugget will ever wear this number again. Six. Six. Six, okay. I don't remember Jared Vanderbilt being six. That's weird. It was the year he got traded in the middle of the year. I don't know how early it happened or when it happened. Uh, Makes Um, sense. But it said he wore six in 2020 before he went to the Timberwolves. And what jersey did he wear there? By the way, DeAndre Jordan wears six right now on the Nuggets, but nobody after him will wear it. Oh, um, yeah. The Timberwolves, he wore... Two numbers. He wore two with the Blazers, or the Wolves, too? He needs well, to... I think with the Wolves, he came in and they gave him a number, and then he went back to a different number. So eight. Yeah. One of them. Is, is, is the, the second, second one. one. First one, was this a double digit? Nope, single digit. It was single. What did Jared Vanderbilt wear when he first got to, was it two? Close. 
three. Three. Interesting. That's that's weird to imagine him wearing three. I don't have I don't have like a breakdown on how many games he wore wearing yeah. the jersey number three, but yeah, no, he did. And then it's hard with these guys uh, that wear a ton in like very short amount of time. Yeah, and then the Jazz. What number was he on the Utah Jazz during his time there for the year? Was it eight? Don't overthink it. It is eight. Okay. So don't don't overthink it. Yeah. I could. It feels like it would be eight in my mind. Nice. We so can go back through them? them and go colleges if you'd like with those guys. I think you'll rattle them off pretty quick. Okay. Yeah. We'll uh, do that. Will Barton. Will Barton went to Memphis. <clears throat> Memphis Tigers. Joe Ingles. None. Right. He was. He came out of Australia. Just straight to the NBA from Australia. I want to say. I want to double check. Yeah, you are correct. Okay. Uh, I did not see a college. Then we've got Larry Nance Jr. Was Wyoming. I almost said Wisconsin. Wyoming. Dude, I was like, I know it is not Wisconsin. It is Wyoming. Yeah, Wyoming Cowboys. Oh, Kongwu. USC. Jamias Ramsey. Ooh. Mississippi State. SEC school, but a different one. Same colors. Actually, you probably see them in your brain. It's a different oh, really? SEC school that has the exact same colors. Mississippi State is maroon, right? Mm-hmm. You probably also might think of this. Well, that'll probably eh, maybe not for you. Uh, you probably think of the school as a Big Twelve school. Oh, okay, and then Texas A and M. Yeah. Awesome. I was go- um, I was thinking Texas A and M, but I was like, that's a Big Twelve school. So it it switched after Nebraska left the Big Twelve to SEC, mm. like two years after. It's been SEC. Oh, for really? One. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of crazy to me. I want to say it's been at SEC school since like 2013, probably 2014. Wow. Uh, I might be wrong on the year, but I'm actually no. Johnny Manziel played in the SEC, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's um, I'm super behind then. Colin Sexton. Uh, Alabama. We're staying in the SEC. Jesus, Louise. Pascal Siakam. New Mexico State. I'll have to check that one. We'll jump on to Obi Toppin next. We Toppin went to Dayton. Like the best player in college, his junior year or sophomore uh, yes. year. Yes, for both of those. Nice. They are both correct. Then you got Jared Vanderbilt, Kentucky, and Grant Williams, Tennessee. Yes, that was just a whole lot of SEC. Jeez Louise. Yeah, it was. Like uh, almost all of them. Memphis is an SEC, but it's in the same area. <clears throat> they. But yeah, that's... 2012 that's... is when Missouri and Texas A&M both moved to the SEC. Wow. See, in my mind, Missouri seems more like an SEC school for some reason. <laughs> but, yeah. I probably would have guessed Missouri's in the SEC. Uh, but I, in Texas mind, and Oklahoma like, are SEC schools starting next year. Starting next year. Okay. Oklahoma and Texas both. It's going to be hard be. to keep track of. Uh, yeah, it's kind of be a nightmare. Uh, Oregon, Washington, USC, and UCLA are all Big Ten schools now. I think I knew that. You said Oregon, Washington, and US, USC? U- USC and UCLA. Oh, my gosh. So how many Big Ten schools are there going to be? Like 18? 18, because there's 14 now. Wow. And then people have heard rumors that Florida State is thinking about jumping ship from the ACC 
And the Big Ten would be the landing spot for um, Florida. So is there just going to be two conferences? Is it going to be power Uh, two? It's really dumb. I really want uh, the the everything to go back, but it won't. So yeah, that is really dumb. There will be a point where conferences won't want to get bigger because they'll get like less money share. You know, they'll yeah. be like, "What the heck? I'd like my dollar bills, please." Yeah, but, is this because the contracts also might scale up equally? So, mm. but yeah, what's up? Is this like is the reason why all this conference realignment happening just because some of the bigger schools of their like the bigger schools of their conferences are like we want to play better competition to get more no. eyes on us more like not money? at all it is exclusively money well that isn't, isn't that the reason though for the money going up like playing on no, TV the, more because you're playing better competition it's not it has nothing to do with the level of competition it's the TV deals are going up just because they're going up because more people are watching, whatever reason. Uh, the level of competition is like, for example, the I SEC football. It's hard to believe that adding Texas to like the SEC doesn't No, raise. it makes the level of competition go up, but that's not why teams are leaving. It's not because they no, want but, a better schedule. But like having Texas in the SEC gets more people watching SEC games and also gets more people watching Texas games, right? Wouldn't that be a mutually beneficial leap? Yes and no, because the SEC already had 14. So adding two more, there's only so many slots that they can televise for SEC football. Mm. Yes. But the bigger games are going to be, like the biggest games are going to be even bigger now. Yeah, because they're conference games. But the SEC only plays eight in conference games a college football season opposed to the nine that most other conferences do. I don't know why. I Mm. hope they change that because I think it's lame. But um, I would like to see there be a Big Ten SEC football challenge like the Big Ten ACC in basketball. I think that would be a cool thing. Every year, like week four, you have a Big Ten school matchup against an SEC school. Mm-hmm. I just think that'd be cool. It'd be a cool deal. Yeah, that would that would especially work with uh, them being the two biggest by far conferences in the land. Um, I, I am, uh, like, because... Football, I understand how things are like going to sh- shuffle down, um, but I am wondering how like other sports will be impacted by this mega conference thing. Yeah, because can you be in two different conferences for two different sports? No, no. Uh, I don't think so. I don't want to. I don't want to f- f- spit f- fake fake. But info. but Notre Dame is like independent in football, but they're ACC in basketball, though, right? Notre Dame is independent, but they play a conference schedule. They have like seven conference games in the ACC. But so, is Notre Dame just actually a full-on member of the ACC, ACC in basketball? I thought, I thought they were. Well, I just know because Notre Dame football, every single game is televised on NBC, and that's but, why Notre Dame is independent. Do they get listed in the ACC standings? No. No? They do in basketball. They're in. Okay, so then it's a different. So, Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. Um, Who does Nebraska have this year for the ACC Big Ten Challenge? I don't know. We also got our just teeth teeth kicked in by Creighton, which kind of sucked. Yeah. That hurt. I'm sure it did. Anyway. um, The Creighton uh, hater of this podcast. Yeah, I'll I'll fully, uh, happily admit that. Yeah. 
And it's also not even, I more hate um, the Jaskers, the people that like only Creighton men's basketball and like, the people that only like, yeah, only like Creighton men's basketball and everything else Nebraska. Yeah. The See, only acceptable type of Jasker is people that like everything Creighton and then Nebraska football because Creighton doesn't have football. Oh, okay. So that's what I was about to ask. Yeah, no, if, you, if you're all Creighton outside of football, I'm with you. I get it, yeah. Creighton volleyball, Creighton men, women's, everything. But if you only like Creighton men's basketball and everything else in Nebraska, leave. <laughs> leave my... Pr- yeah, that, that makes more sense. Oh, I used to, I didn't I used to that think I... it was just that you didn't Wait. like anybody who liked anything Creighton. Did you know that the Big Ten ACC Challenge was over? No. The ACC Big Ten Challenge ended after this season following its 2023 run. So there is not one this year. Gotcha. Well, we just beat Michigan State also. Lost to Minnesota. Which was crazy. The Minnesota loss made me want to absolutely put my head through a drywall. We could probably wrap this up, though, so you don't have to keep uh, editing through our ramblings. That's basketball adjacent, but not really probably what people want to listen to. I don't even know if any of that will make it. Um, probably yeah. most of it, some of it. I think I'll uh, probably keep it. If um, you were still here, that means you listened to the whole thing. Be sure to head on down to the description. Check out patreon.com forward slash hoop theory. Also, buy Logan a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash hoop theory. Is it the same yep, thing? Same thing. Um, also, if you're watching on YouTube, looking at both of our faces, beautiful or not, whatever you believe, uh, hit the subscribe button and the notification bell so you never miss one of Logan's Purtle videos, new full episodes. Clips of me rambling, all sorts of things. Uh, check out all that stuff. Uh, and once we get to 5,000 subscribers on TikTok, did we get there yet? Or short still, right? We're still short? We're at, we just got to four. So. Okay. We are at 5,000 TikTok subscribers or followers, whatever they call on TikTok. I don't have TikTok, but we are giving away a jersey to a lucky somebody. Because mm-hmm. shout out to my homie. I don't even know if he wants, I'm not going to say his name, but my jersey guy. Shout out to you because I know you listen. <laughs> Because he's talked to me about it. He's like, I don't know if he listens to the whole thing. But anyway, shout out to the Jersey guy. Uh, We will get you a Jersey of your choosing. But it has to be in a youth small. So I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's a joke. It can be whatever size. And uh, Logan will do all the fancy details with you via TikTok. We'll pick a random one of the 5,000. Or we'll have like a Google Forms you can submit to. I don't know how to do that. Yeah. We'll get the details. But 5,000 TikTok followers or subscribers or watchers followers, is what yeah. gets us the followers is what will set that off. So mm-hmm. that's exciting. You can get an NBA Jersey M- MLB NFL, probably NBA is probably why you're here. Yeah. So yeah, anyone but miles bridges actually is our <laughs> new rule. I've decided. Yep. That's a good you can rule. Get anybody's Jersey, but miles bridges. You want to put Draymond green on that list too, or do you want to, mm, we'll leave it. If off. you get a Draymond green one, we're only sending you a youth small. Yeah. That's, that's fair. I think that's fair for everybody, honestly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, all the stuff Jacob said, do that. Um, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you guys next episode. Peace!